Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. The ins and outs, successes and failures of my personal quest to get my house under control as I figure things out, which I have figured out quite a bit over the past four and a half years. Um, As I figure things out, I share um, cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Most organizing advice is written by people who are organized and um, their brains don't always work the way that my brain does. So I've had to figure things out how it should work in our house. And um, I hope you can find ways that will work in your house from that. Uh, Today, I'm going to talk about dishwashing, which is just a riveting subject, let me tell you. Um, But first, before I do, I want to make sure that I mention that through the end of March, this is 2014, I have my two ebooks set on sale for $5. That is the cost on Amazon for Kindle. And if you go to my website, uh, aslobcomesclean.com, then you can um, uh, use the code SPRING14 to purchase those for $5. Normally, $5 is the cost of one ebook, but uh, this gets you my two main ones um, for that price. And SPRING14, again, is that code. The two ebooks included are 28 Days to Hope for Your Home, which is not for the mildly disorganized, and Drowning in Clutter. Don't grab a floaty, drain the ocean. 28 Days to Hope for Your Home takes you through four basic habits that um, you create over four weeks, and those habits will give you hope for your home. It's not to get your house perfect, it's to get you from any point in your house uh, feeling like, okay, I think think I can do this. I think I can actually feel in control of my home. Um, and then drowning in clutter is decluttering strategies that I have developed from decluttering huge amounts of things in my own home. Uh, and they will help you get through large amounts of clutter in the shortest amount of time possible. So again, that code is spring 14 and I will put that information and a link to, um, the purchase page for that in, uh, the show notes for this. This is podcast number 20. Three, and if you go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S, uh, you can see the link to podcast number 23. If by some chance you're listening to this right away and you get to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts and there is no link to podcast number 23, rest assured that it exists because um, you were listening to it and you can't hear it if I haven't put that up yet. So just go to the bottom where it says all my podcasts and you click on that and you'll find it. Um, okay. So I am talking about dishwashing, which I just have to say that this is the kind of stuff that makes my kids say, um, why do people want to talk about cleaning? Why do people want to read about cleaning? This is my son's, my 12 year old's big joke right now, which is just so hilarious is, um, I had an estimate done to make, to create an app for the iPhone. Oh my word. It's so expensive. It's like $6,000. Um, anyway, I'm going to keep looking into it and obviously get more estimates because $6,000 is way out of my price range. But anyway, um, he thinks his big funny joke is what is worse than paying $6,000 to make an app, (laughs) getting a cleaning app. (laughs) He thinks that's so hilarious, whatever. Anyway, but another thing that I think about is I had this conversation Back when, before my blog, before anything like that, 
um, when I had little bitty kids and, you know, we were new to living on one income and, um, I had this friend who was single with no kids and we were talking and she just casually said, she said, you know what, if I ever have a conversation about the price of milk, (laughs) I will know that my life is over. And I always think about that. She's a dear friend, love her. But I just kind of, just kind of smiled and didn't say anything because I was thinking, yeah, I have those conversations because when you are a woman, a mother, I'm sure there are some men that listen to this, but I mean, really when you're running a household, things like the price of milk going from $2 to $4, uh, it's kind of a big deal (laughs) anyway. So, uh, but I think about that sometimes when I'm talking about cleaning, um, but I'm going to talk about dishwashing and I've talked about it in a previous podcast, one of the very first ones, because personally the habit of doing my dishes every single day was something that I never did before um, I started the blog. I mean, I, I would do my dishes, but it was always random. There was never any kind of a routine to it. And creating a routine for that task alone, I honestly give that credit for the biggest difference starting in my house. So it's a really big deal to me um, doing the dishes every day. And I always say, I run the dishwasher every single night because that's what I do. And everything I talk about on my blog is not theory. It's all based on what works and doesn't work in my house. And I have a dishwasher, but there are always some people who get their feelings hurt just a little bit, um, because maybe they don't have a dishwasher. And, um, I totally understand the thought process behind, um, thinking if I had a dishwasher, then of course this would be easy, except that, um, I lived without a dishwasher when I was single. Um, I lived in Thailand. I, I priced dishwashers. People don't have them over there, but I went to this kind of a, I don't know, Western mall or something. And I found one, it was like a on the countertop and you hook it up with a hose, kind of a dishwasher. And I remember thinking, Oh, could I afford this? Cause it was like a month's salary, but I thought, Oh my goodness, this would solve all of my problems. Of course I didn't buy it, but I lived with no dishwasher there. I lived with no dishwasher when I was in college, which I mean, you know, college is college, but um, moving into an apartment after I got married and having a dishwasher, um, yeah, it didn't make any difference. That did not solve all of my problems the way that I probably would have absolutely argued with you. It would have before. Okay. And I also give the example, I feel like I'm a lawyer here, but I want to make sure that I point out, um, this example. And that is my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law, her house is always, always, put together. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like a showcase or anything like that, you know, but it is a comfortable house that you walk in and it always looks fine, perfectly fine. Okay. And she never has a kitchen that's out of control. And I do mean never. I mean, like I have been there when she's cooked, I cook for, I mean, her kitchen is never out of control. The woman has never used her dishwasher. She has a dishwasher. In fact, I think she's had two, which I don't quite know the story behind that, but Her husband bought her a dishwasher. Look, honey, this is going to make your life easier. She won't use it. She just does not believe that it could get her dishes cleaner. So, and my personal philosophy is, hey, if your kitchen's under control, why would you change how you do it? Um, But she, you know, her kitchen's always under control. She never, ever, ever uses the dishwasher. I think the reason they bought a second one was because the one time that somebody, a grandkid or somebody said, hey, let's run the dishwasher, it leaked. I don't know. So they got another one. I don't understand that. But 
my point is her kitchen is always under control. Her dishes are always done and she has no dishwasher. It's because it's a routine. It's not about the dishwasher. It's about the routine. Her routine is she does them after every single meal, period. Okay. That's just how it is. I mean, they, there's, um, you know, soapy water in the sink and the dishes just go straight in there. And that's how she keeps her kitchen under control. My other example is another friend of mine who did not have a dishwasher for a really long time. She had a broken one and she would use it to dry her dishes, which I thought was a really great idea. But, um, she, I, this was somebody whose house I would go over to on random, you know, random times, whatever. And, um, her house was always perfect and great and fine. And she had no dishwasher, but then she got a dishwasher. Like that was, um, I don't remember, but anyways, kind of a big deal. It was like, yay, we bought a dishwasher. We're so excited. And she was telling me, because this is the kind of stuff that people talk about, just like the price of milk. She was telling me, she said, you know what? She said, my kitchen is way dirtier now than it was before I had the dishwasher because before the dishwasher, she had a routine where she kept her dishes under control. It was a routine, but once she got the dishwasher, then she had to figure out a new routine and it took her a while. So it is my point in saying that, I mean, now it's fine, but my point in saying that is that it is about the routine. It's not about the dishwasher. And I know I'm getting a little preachy, but I am saying that because I understand. I understand the philosophy and the thinking that, okay, if I only had this, then everything would be easy. And so I'm not even going to worry about trying to figure it out now because I'm just going to think about, oh, well, if I could do this, it would be easy. But my reality is after 40 years, I have lived long enough and been through enough times where I finally had the thing that I thought was going to solve all my problems and it didn't. And so I finally had to accept, okay, this is where I am. I've got to make it work for whatever situation I'm in. And along those lines, um, you know, that, that to me goes down to what do I have in my house? What resources do I have? Um, and I have to make the best of that. Okay. Uh, kind of like the whole idea of my house being a container, that's been a big thing for me. And I know I've talked about this in previous podcasts in case you're just thinking, what in the world is she talking about? But for me in this whole process, um, understanding what a container is, it's been a big thing. I always thought of containers as, okay, I buy one, I put all my crayons in it. Oh, wow. I've still got tons more crayons. So I need another container. Oh, okay. Well, I've still got more. So I need another container. And finally I have, you know, five buckets of crayons that don't fit on my shelf. But once I finally started to realize, oh, container means this is my limit. Okay. This is how many crayons I can put in here. And the amount of crayons that fit in this bucket are probably the amount of crayons that I need. And so if it doesn't fit in the bucket, I don't keep them and I declutter that. And it's really helped me to kind of grasp that concept of containers and then, you know, looking at my natural containers that I have. My room I have, that's my container, okay? However much furniture can fit comfortably in that room is how much furniture I can have, period. Instead of thinking, oh, well, I wish I had more room, so I'm going to get more and more furniture, even though it makes this room hard to live in. So looking at my house as this is the house I have, this is where I am. I want to live now. You know, I have kids. I do not want to spend the next 20 years, um, 
wishing for a bigger house and then they grow up and they never got to live in the house that we did have. So anyway, that's just a mental thing that I've had to go through. So partly with that, it's the, okay, where are you right now? And how can you develop a routine that works in your house? And for me personally, I didn't know that it was going to be all about running my dishwasher every night. I just knew that I needed to keep my dishes clean and every day, all the time, like other normal people did that I would see their house and I didn't know how they did it. But I started um, just doing my dishes every day. And it turns out for me, that means running the dishwasher at night, emptying it every morning so that then I can fill it up through the day. And if I will keep that process going, then that helps. So I hope that was um, not too hurtful to anybody. Um, But the truth is, uh, this is the make or break thing. This routine is the thing. It's the only thing I do if I can only do one thing. Okay. If I... If life is crazy, which it's going to be summer soon, and that is when our life gets crazy because routine goes out the window and we've got something different going on each week. Um, If I only have time to do one thing, I now know that doing the dishes is the one thing I should do. Okay. And that also helps me too, because I tend to get, um, I go through phases. I have a creative brain. I have a project mentality and Um, I like to do things like, you know, volunteer to coordinate such and such, or, you know, I direct plays. That's my background. I was a theater arts teacher. So, you know, I direct this thing at church and this thing at my kid's school. And so life gets crazy and I get wrapped up in that and the house gets out of control. I now know, you know, I remember many times looking around my out of control house and thinking, I don't know where to start. Now I know the place to start is doing the dishes and getting back into the routine of keeping them under control. Okay. So if I only have time to do one thing, that's what I do. Um, other things, uh, is, um, I'm going to give you a couple of tricks for those people who do not have dishwashers or the people who like to, um, you know, hand wash some of their dishes. Uh, if you have things that need to be hand washed and one of these comes directly, I'm pretty sure in my memory from, um, flylady.net. Uh, I tried her, you know, methods or system or whatever it was, um, years before I started my blog and I, you know, did great for a while and then fell off the wagon and felt discouraged. Like, Oh, I'm never going to do this. But one thing that I do remember, I don't still do it, but one thing that I do remember that really helped me was she recommends that you, um, uh, fill up your sink with hot soapy water while you're cooking so that as you finish using something like, I don't know, a, a wooden spoon or, or whatever, cutting board, whatever it is, I guess. Um, although a cutting board with the meat, you'd have to be careful, but anyway, um, putting that, you know, directly into the sink so that when you're done eating dinner, those things have already soaked and they're, you know, ready to be easily cleaned. So I thought that was a good idea. One thing for me personally, and this is what, you know, helped a lot when I did live without a dishwasher and I still love this, this item. Um, and that is a, uh, scrub brush that has, um, you know, that you can put dishwashing liquid in that makes a huge huge difference, um, when you're needing to wash an individual dish, because the, the thing that I watch in those people who have, um, kitchens that are under control without a dishwasher is they, you know, they'll wash one plate. You know, if they eat lunch, they'll wash one plate and a cup and a fork, you know, and they'll just wash those things. So if you want to do that and you don't want to fill up your sink, well, the, um, scrub brush with the dishwashing liquid in it, uh, really helps with that. Um, okay. Now I'm going to talk about, uh, just some 
tricks that I have learned to make your dishwasher work better if you have one. Um, I am, or was, anyway, I still call myself a Maytag mom. And that means that um, in exchange for um, reviewing and doing a series of posts on my blog, I was um, given a kitchen appliance set from Maytag. And I honestly applied for it because I wanted the refrigerator. I needed a new refrigerator desperately. And I love my fridge. But I also got a dishwasher. And as my husband says, that was the big surprising, exciting thing that we got. I didn't know how awesome the new dishwashers are. And this is not a plug for you to go buy one, but for you to know that, um, really it's amazing what modern dishwashers can do. But I also have learned some things. I went up to, um, they had eight of us or I guess four of the kitchen moms, uh, go up to the, uh, Maytag headquarters up in Michigan And we got to go to the labs and we got to see the guys who uh, invent these things, you know, who create them and the testing labs and the engineers. It was really very, very fascinating. Kind of like, you know, as my kids say, um, really is cleaning that interesting? Well, I mean, you know, going and like spending a couple days just looking how they come up with these cleaning um, appliances and things like that. I mean, it really is very fascinating. Well, I learned a lot that I realized would have helped me greatly with my old dishwasher before I got this new one. So I realized because what happened was I had my old dishwasher, which was very, very old, was not a great one. My mother always made comments about, Ugh, you know, it's an awful one or whatever. But the truth was even my old awful dishwasher using that was what made the big difference in my home. Okay. So using that old dishwasher, not, you know, saying, Oh, well, I don't have a great one. Just getting into the simple routine of using it made the big difference in my home. And so for two years, my house was greatly improved just from consistently using my old dishwasher. Um, but then I got my new one and things were even better. And I was like, Oh my word, this thing gets stuff off. Like the old one, you know, just, would leave little bits and pieces on there and I'd usually be able to flick it off with my fingernail or whatever. But this new one just made cleaned my dishes so much better. Well, then when I went to the uh, Maytag labs and I realized, you know, I was given a class on how to use your dishwasher correctly. Um, it really made a big difference in how that new dishwasher even did. So the truth is there are things you can do to make whatever dishwasher you have work better. And, um, so some of those tricks that I'm going to share with you. And I would do want to clarify that Maytag does not know I'm doing this podcast. I'm not getting paid to talk about them or whatever. I did get those appliances. I already worked for them. That contract's done, but I really, um, I just want to share some of this information because it's kind of funny. I get into this conversation quite a bit. I would say the one thing I talk about, I really don't talk about my blog very often to real life people, but the one thing that comes up is dishwasher advice, like telling people what they can do to make their dishwasher work better. Because for some reason that's fascinating, just like the price of milk, that is fascinating. Um, okay. So number one is do not pre-wash. And this, I mean, I, I think I actually literally did a happy dance when the dishwasher expert lady told us that because this was a, um, conversation that my husband and I had had many, 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 many times because I was an anti-pre-washer, even with our old dishwasher that wasn't great. Um, I 
just, it just goes against everything in me. I'm like, if I'm going to use a dishwasher, why would I pre-wash it? You know, but my husband was a major pre-washer, partly because probably his mother, you know, who hand washed everything. But anyway, so that was always an argument. Well, the truth was that once I um, had the routine down of running it every single night, I had already kind of won the pre-wash battle because (laughs) things were not quite as um, crusty or dried on as they used to be when I would wait so long in between running it. Um, But since things were, you know, we'd have dinner and then it would get washed you know, pretty quickly, uh, pre-washing was not as much of an issue, even with my older dishwasher, even before I knew, you know, what, how you can make it work better. But, um, at the Maytag labs, they explained that especially modern dishwashers, they are meant to get through, uh, you know, food on your dishes. I mean, that's, that's how they're designed. They're supposed to be able to get through that. And it can actually damage your dishes when there's when they're already clean before they go in there. Okay. So if your dishes are already clean and it's, you know, pounding, pounding, pounding to get stuff off, it's actually going to damage the dishes. But, um, we got to see the labs and we saw, you know, there was the super secret Maytag lab, but then there was also just the standard lab that has, um, where they have to test all of these dishwashers constantly. It was really fascinating, but, uh, there is a standard set of how things how dishwashers are tested like everywhere. And this is by such and such organization. I have no idea, but anyway, this is how you have to test dishwashers. Like every single dishwasher on the market in the U S has to go through these tests. I don't know if they have to pass them, but whatever. Anyway, uh, what they do is they take a Corel, um, white plate and they paint it in four sections with not paint, but, um, one of them has one of the sections is egg yolk excuse me. One of the sections is egg yolk. One of them is some kind of jam. I think it's raspberry jam with coffee grounds in it. The other one is, oh, I can't remember, but it's other stuff. And then they have a bowl, a Corel bowl white that they paint with oatmeal and it still has the actual pieces of oatmeal on there. And then they have to let it sit for a certain amount of time. And then they have to run them through the dishwasher and they have to, you know, they chart and figure out what all, you know, what all's coming off and not. But my point is the dishwashers are supposed to be able to handle that stuff. Where my husband would have believed that, um, you need to get every bit of oatmeal off before you go in. I mean, that, that's, that's my point. So anyway, pre-washing is a big no, no. Yay. I was so excited about that. Um, Okay. Other things. And this was, this sounds kind of goofy, but I was, especially when I make such a big deal about not being normal on my site, but I was the person and a lot of people I talked to are the same way who would just hit normal. Every time I ran the dishwasher, I would just hit the same button. I would hit normal. I would not pay attention to what was inside or anything. Well, they explained, duh, that, um, all those buttons are there for a reason. Like they really have put together the science on all of this. And so their encouragement was to use all the different types of cycles, you know, to use the heavy duty or the pots and pans or the jet wash or the extra hot or whatever it is, um, to use all of those. Now I don't necessarily think every time, Ooh, what am I going to do? But I just push, I have like four or five buttons I push. I never run it on normal anymore ever. Okay. Um, 
And the point is that, you know, if, if I wonder how much better my old dishwasher would have worked if I would have used all the different buttons that it had. Okay. Um, another thing is, um, the type of dishwashing detergent that you use. This goes back to that whole, you know, talking about the price of milk, but back in, I'm guessing it was 2010 because now I know that that was a date that matters. But I remember having a conversation with multiple different people at different times about how frustrated we were that the dishwashing detergent we had always used suddenly didn't work anymore. And we were just like, what in the world is going on? I don't understand. I've always used this same brand, this same kind, and suddenly it doesn't work. And those are the kind of conversations that women have. Um, but anyway, uh, it wasn't until a couple of years later, I think it was probably 2012, when I reviewed, I think it was OxyClean. Um, it's like OxyClean for the dishwasher. It's kind of a, um, you know, drying agent, I think. Anyway, but in that uh, process, they explain, they're like, oh, well, you know, because back in 2010, uh, phosphates, I think it's phosphates, were outlawed in dishwashing detergent. And that's why, you know, the dishes weren't getting as clean. And I went, that's why? I never knew why. But evidently, this one ingredient was outlawed from being in dishwashing detergent. And that ingredient was what had actually gotten your dishes clean. And so the dishwashing detergent companies were scrambling to try to come up with a new formula for their dishwashing detergent that would actually get the dishes clean. Well, what they explained at the labs was that, um, you know, these modern tablets that you get, either tablets or packs or whatever, they would not give any kind of a, you know, this is what you should use. But the, the more expensive little tablets, they said, well, those things are popular. People like those, which I do. I mean, there's such great convenience in those. But the point was, because those are popular, that is where the companies are putting their research money. They're putting their research money into, um, you know, making those packets or tablets or whatever be the best at cleaning your dishes, okay? And they're not putting that same money into those, you know, powders and gels that, you know, we used to use. So, Anyway, their point was buy the more expensive stuff because a dishwasher can only do so much. You also need what they said was chemistry, which I just thought was so, I don't know, that just feels so intellectual to say, yes, you know, pay attention to your chemistry in your house cleaning, whatever. So they, their point was to use those little tabs. And I, um, I started doing that. I had not done that before. I always bought whatever was cheapest, whatever I'd always bought, even though it wasn't working that great. And, um, I came home, started buying those. And it really has made a huge difference in what was already a good thing as far as my dishes were already getting cleaner than they used to. And then adding that, it really makes a big, big difference. Um, I personally buy whichever ones I usually buy Cascade or Finish. Not that I'm, you know, sponsored by either of them or anything, but um, those are the ones I buy and I get them at Costco because almost every month, one of those two has a coupon in it for a big old huge pack that lasts me months, you know, even running it every night. So, um, whenever I need it, just whichever one is on sale, that's what I buy. Um, anyway, and that has made a big, big difference in our stuff. Um, other things is they were really big on using the drying agents. You know, I've used jet dry or I've used other things too, but uh, using the drying agent that that makes a big difference and using heated dry, you know, that will keep your dishes from getting as spotty. So, uh, that was other stuff that they said. And as far as the, 
um, the what environmental, that's the word. As far as the environmental impact, I, it's funny because, um, I was interviewed by Huffington post. It's been a while, but, um, the comments on it, I it was one of those times where I went, why did I not focus on decluttering? Why did I talk about the dishwasher habit? Anyway, I mean, we're, ta- we're talking people. We're just like, oh my word, I can't believe that you would run your dishwasher every night, even if it's not completely full, you know, oh. I thought, you know, I didn't get to explain it. So I'm going to explain it to y'all. Um, but basically, uh, modern dishwashers and even, you know, okay, let me just kind of go through the math here, but modern dishwashers only use like three gallons of water for a load or three and a half, something like that. It's this crazy small number of gallons of water that they use. It's just, it's different than you would think, even though modern dishwashers take like four and a half hours to run. Did you know that? I mean, there's an hour cycle, but that one doesn't sanitize and it's just, you know, you get everything out and it's all totally wet. Um, but, uh, it takes a long time, but they assured us at the lab, they said, you know, people don't understand and I don't understand, I'll tell you, but that long process is part of how they are able to make it use less energy and less water. Don't get it. But an, a load of dishes costs like 12 cents to run is what they said. I think, like I said, don't quote me on every little thing because I could be remembering things wrong, but I'm giving you the general just to get you the idea. But the point was, three to three and a half gallons of water, but hand washing dishes, the average person uses three times the capacity of the dish to hand wash something. And if you think about it, that's true. Cause you know, you have your big soapy, um, sink full of water and you put the pot in there and you scrub it out. But then I always pour some of that soapy water down the drain, you know, as I'm uh, going to rinse it. And then I run water and, um, rinse it. And then I fill it, you know, I don't always fill it up all the way, but you know, I fill it partially up so that I can swish it and running water over it. I usually kind of double rinse it cause that's how it goes. So usually people use three times the capacity of a dish to wash it. So one of my, you know, spaghetti pots, which I only have one spaghetti pot, but anyway, one of my pots like that means that, um, I've used about what it takes to run an entire, um, load in the dishwasher. And one of the things for me, as I run the dishwasher consistently every single night, I am often able to put bigger things in there that I never could before, before when I would just, you know, let the dishes pile up and then run a load and then have to hand wash the rest. Well, the load was all plates and all cups and all silverware. But, um, if I'm running it every day, then, you know, I've got cups in the top, I've got plates on one side of the bottom and I can usually fit in a skillet or a spaghetti pot, one of my stainless steel things, which read your own directions to make sure that it's okay to put it in the dishwasher because I don't want to be responsible for that. But, um, but my point is that, uh, I save a lot of water and I almost honestly, I mean, as I, as I replace pots and pans, I try to make sure things are dishwasher safe because, um, I pretty much never hand wash anymore. I mean, I can put almost every single thing into my dishwasher if I do that. Now, if you are a homeschooler or for us personally, when it's during the summer, we have to run the dishwasher twice a day and that create, you know, you have to create a routine for doing that to keep it under control. Um, 
but you know, when you have a lot of people at home all, all day long, then, you know, that, that can change how many times you have to run that. Um, another thing too, is using dishwasher cleaner. Now I was very skeptical of this because this made no sense to me. I thought a dishwasher cleans, why would I need to use dishwasher cleaner? But, um, yeah, if you think about it, you really do need to clean your bathtub, even though a bathtub cleans. So anyway, um, I was having some uh, discoloration of my plates and a lot of deposit of kind of dirt and stuff on top of my um, glasses that have like a little dip in the middle, which in the future when I look for glasses, I'm going to try to get flat topped glasses, but um, flat bottomed, I guess. Anyway, uh, I was getting a lot of dirt deposit in there and I was just, it was just looking dingy. The inside of my dishwasher, which is stainless steel, was looking very dingy and I went, oh. I have these a fresh um, dishwasher cleaner tablets or something that again had been given to me by Maytag. So I um, I thought, well, I'm just going to try this. And I did it, read the directions and it said, use two tablets, like one down in the bottom and then one in the little um, door that opens. And uh, so I did that and it made a huge difference. I mean, my dishwasher looked so much better. I stopped having the um, dirt that was, you know, collecting in the top of the, or in the little dip in the bottom of those glasses that were upturned. Um, so that made a big difference, but then I didn't quite share this in the first post, but I did this week. Um, I had some melamine plates that, um, were, you know, smooth on top, but then on the bottom they were like not glossy. Anyway, they had become totally discolored. I mean, we're talking really disgusting looking like brown, spotty, awful, so I had decided I, these are awful. I've got to get rid of them. Um, and I just thought, well, I guess my dishwasher had gotten that dirty that it was causing that redeposit or whatever. Anyway, uh, I got rid of those. I ordered some plain white Corel, you know, simple ones, which by the way, my kids actually love because they're lightweight. They do not like the big, heavy, modern, cool looking plates. They like the lightweight. They could care less how cool looking they are. Anyway, um, but then I realized about a week ago, I was um, dealing with a cookie sheet and I happened to look at the bottom and the bottom was just totally rusted. I mean, completely and totally rusted. And I was about to stick it in my dishwasher and I thought that is what's caused that brown discoloration on those plates. I mean, my dishwasher was still getting my stuff clean. It was getting all the food off and everything, but that is what was causing that problem. And um, so that was you know, I finally got rid of that cookie sheet and I need to figure out another kind, you know, some time, some type to get that can go on my dishwasher more safely, even if that just means newer or whatever. Um, oh, but one other thing that I wanted to mention is the little door that you put your dishwashing detergent in on your dishwasher. Um, that I remember with my old dishwasher, I would get really frustrated because, Every once in a while, I would run a load and that door would not open. And so it didn't put the dishwashing detergent out there. And so the dishes didn't get that clean. And I would be so frustrated. I think, what is wrong with this dishwasher that the little door didn't open? This makes me so mad. And so I would push it again and I would run the dishwasher again and it wouldn't open again. And I'd be like, oh, this is so random. This makes me so mad. I push it again and the little door didn't open again. And I would get so mad and think, oh, I have the worst dishwasher in the whole wide world. Well, when I got my new dishwasher... There is this little place at the, um, uh, on the dishwashing rack on the bottom, uh, that is like indented and it's got kind of a a little bar there where you can't put anything 
um, in that spot. And it's right, I mean, I didn't even think about it, but it just happens to be right in front of that door. And what they explained to us is that a lot of times people get frustrated that their little door doesn't open, but the reason it doesn't open usually is that there's something blocking the way. Like you put a cookie sheet there on the side and it blocks that little door from opening. And I think that's what would happen to me, I'm pretty sure, because I would just run the same load. I wouldn't move anything around. It never occurred to me that that cookie sheet was blocking the door from opening. And um, by doing that, well, I was running the same load with the same configuration every single time. So the door wasn't opening every single time. And that's why. Anyway, so now I kind of go, oh. So even though that little space where I thought, oh, this is so irritating that there's a space in here where I can't put anything, that's to save me from myself, to keep me from putting something so that the door is guaranteed to always open. Okay. So those are a few tips that I hope will help you use whatever dishwasher you have or lack of dishwasher. Sorry. Um, but if whatever your situation is, uh, just remember that it is all about the routine. Totally, completely. It's about the routine. So as I say, with any habit, um, you know, I always, when I speak, I try to give the um, encouragement that everybody's daily checklist looks different. If your dishes are under control, you probably didn't even listen to this podcast, but um, if your dishes are under control, why try my method? You know, that may not work as well in your house as it does, you know, for us. But the point is tackle that thing that makes you crazy. That thing that you go, oh, this is always a problem. Tackle it and solve the same problem every single day for a week. What I used to do is I would solve it once and then I'd be like, oh, and I'd try to live off that solving for as long as I could. But by realizing it's got to be about the habits, I would solve the problem one day and solve it the next day when it's really not a big problem yet. But I would go ahead and solve it and then solve it the next day and solve it the next day. Meanwhile, I was creating a habit and eventually within seven days, I usually figured out the best way for it to work in my house for my family, because every family is unique and not the same thing works for every single family. But we all need to have our houses, you know, livable. That was my whole goal was a livable house for my family. So thank you so much for listening. If you um, have a chance, I would so love it if you would go leave a, um, a comment in iTunes that really helps people find the podcast. Um, and uh, again, you can go to aslobcomesclean.com slash podcasts, look for podcast number 23. And uh, you will find the show notes for that on there. And go over to aslobcomesclean.com slash connect and find me um, all over the internet in all my different social media channels. And don't forget too about the ebook sale, the two ebook set on sale for $5 through the end of March, 2014, uh, using the code SPRING14. All right, I will talk to you next week. Bye.